welcome to the One to Nine podcast for interesting insights and knowledge from animals and other beings within multidimensional realms. One of the topics of interest to me is when you expand your consciousness and you learn about all these things, the pig collective, the white robes, the Arcturians, the you know, the, the, the your connection to the cosmos, you know, what does that mean not only on your local level like you're using the work to heal your friends and to um help your business and 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 get new direction in life but you know what does it mean for the collective of humanity you know how can we use this um to connect to others and to maybe solve some of the global concerns that we have now by approaching everything differently. You know, if we can heal people as simply as, you know, calling in experts energetically, and anybody can do that, you know, that bypasses a lot of um, expense and drama and time, (laughs) really all of it. (laughs) You know, if we could just do it. And the fact that you're laughing now is what I love the most because your sense of humor about this whole thing is is important you know i mean lots of times we you know when we're sick i mean i get depressed when i'm sick so there's nothing funny about it and you'll come in and laugh at me and then i'm reminded that laughter is one of the best medicines because laughter itself is a very high vibrating state so if you're laughing it may seem like the wrong thing to do but it's actually the right thing to do one of those tools we didn't have to be very evolved to to know about in fact we're probably born not forgetting how to laugh Okay, so so can I can I interrupt you with a question? You're not interrupting. You're just asking a question. Okay, I'm asking you a question, right? You said how did the bigger picture in terms of how how does this help humanity? What can what can we do whoever's involved in this to help you, you humankind? Okay. Now my question is what exactly are humans? Okay. First of all, right? Because if if humans or like people on this earth are basically spirits from anywhere, right? Any 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 dimension that have come to experience what it's like to be in a physical body, how can it's like the 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 designation with the category humans is like completely blown apart. Um, well, I was thinking by humans, I wasn't really thinking of where we're all from, maybe originally, but the form that we all take collectively. Um, yeah, but we decide to do that. Every single time we come back here, we decide. We don't really have to. So your question now is getting way bigger than the earth. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> You've taken it into the cosmic uh, realm, off the earth realm. So we're going to have to deal with the earth later. <laughs> Back to the cosmos. Apparently, apparently, this this type of interaction, the the, uh, and this is my understanding, the ability to um, take on a human body, which has, in a way, so many densities to it and restrictions to it. We have work with gravity we work in linear time you know we grow old you know there's a lot of um we don't telecommunicate we 
use written words and pictures that are painted, you know, and all these things are, <clears throat> but they also create an opportunity for cooperation that is divinely transcendent. And so we agree to come here and work communally and individually in our bodies and together in our communities because that helps us expand. But don't, don't you think that that opportunity to cooperate is not just restricted to being in human form? It's just like every, everywhere. Um, well, there's. I'm not going to even comment on whether there's millions of other opportunities or billions of other opportunities to do something similar. But most other forms, they don't have the density that humans have and the constrictions that humans have. Um, for better or for worse. So uh, it's kind of like an artist, okay? If you ha if you are creating something without any kind of restrictions, it's incredibly hard. Right. So if you give yourself paint and a canvas and a brush, then suddenly you you can create something. You feel like you're creating something because you have the the, the density of those materials and the parameters those materials present but if you're sitting there on a pillow and you're creating in your mind yes you're creating in your mind but it's not at least not on earth yet not something that other societies perceive and so there's something about so it's this idea of physical restriction well physical is just one plane of restriction we we have adopted linear time as well that's another restriction that other societies don't have. Yes, which is actually quite funny because when you're asking guides to do something for you, you have to specify, do it now. Yes, do it now because they have <laughs> millennia to work within. So you can see, um, but also what what's happening now is these channels open on earth and cosmic beings like the white robes or you know what we call angelic beings or the Arcturians, any one of these, now that more people like yourself have open channels to these beings, they're learning and expanding along with us because they get to be participants in what we're doing here. And they can help. And they can help us, but they also learn at the same time. So it's it's like now we're starting to like get more interactive with the cosmos around us. So don't, don't you think that that is part of helping humanity or helping beings on earth or whatever well so beings on earth have a phase that they're going through where they're very they've been going through it for a long time where they're very <laughs> greedy and they're very i mean <laughs> patriarchal and greedy and you know two percent of the entire 7.5 billion people have all of the wealth or, or 98 percent of the wealth i mean it's it's a lopsided existence and it actually has a potential to self-destruct too with the nuclear weapons and you know continuing to abuse the resources of the earth other ways to do things like heal or eat or grow food or you know all these interactions with these more galactic beings you know can can bring all this stuff but that that's i mean if you think about it from a purely 3D perspective, these increasing interactions with other multi-dimensional beings and the information we're getting for them, that also has a potential 
to self-destruct humanity. Because if you think about it, it's like all these ways of being, all these businesses, all kinds of commerce, all kinds of jobs will be lost. <laughs> you know, people will not know what to do. Well, the idea isn't to take away our existence here. Our idea is, for instance, if you're cleaning toilets, that you could find joy in it and decent pay in it versus... But, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sure somebody who's cleaning toilets, once they become awakened and realize they can do much more and much more things will be spontaneously happening well, yeah, for them, okay, so they that, will not want but that's to continue really, cleaning toilets. But that's a really good example because why do we have toilets need to be cleaned? And that consciousness of having toilets need to be cleaned could also shift. You know, maybe we have more self-cleaning toilets, which have been worked on. Yeah. You know, you've got the whole urinal thing that they have in buildings now that you can urinate in with no water at all, and it's apparently a dry system. It doesn't make much mess. I mean, so the idea of always having somebody has a hierarchy of importance or non-important thing isn't what's going to happen. What's going to happen is whatever you decide to do, you do it for a fair price and you do it with your heart wide open instead of you don't know what someone's going to want to do or not to do. So to put that kind of constraint on somebody, you know, yes, yeah, there are going true. to be people that maybe they go clean a toilet and then they go and paint a masterpiece. You know, they don't have to be you know, categorized one way or the other. Um, and they don't have to be looked at as one job is more important than the other. I mean, there's always going to be people or beings in the cosmos that lean more towards engineering or more towards healers or more towards helpers or more towards something, you know. And, you know, maybe the ultimate graduation is that we all just leave this earth and go around, you know, in the cosmos, la, 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 la. <laughs> But the but apparently I've got another question, right? Yeah. So I mean, all these all these guides and and angels and and entities that one asks for help, right? It's like sometimes I think about this, like they're just waiting, waiting to be asked. Don't they have anything else to do? And if we if we all get to this point, right? where we can do whatever we want. Are we going to be stuck in the same kind of situation, just like waiting around, not doing anything? I don't think so if we're on Earth. I mean, we just decide what do we want to keep. If we want to keep... No, no, not on Earth. We're not on Earth anymore. We're just like right. wherever. Right, but now you know why people come here, because they don't have that. There's always something to do here. <laughs> Once you're born here, there's something to do all the time, even if it's wiping your own arse. You get to the bathroom on time. I mean, there's something here... There's always something to do. I so mean, they're bored. They come here because they're bored. No, they're actually coming here. I think they're coming here to assist. I think we they could see that humanity's reached this point where there there's such an incredible imbalance with the patriarchy and the wealth and the power, and there's such an incredible imbalance right now. And by them assisting, two things are happening. We can't have their assistance if we're not switching to an open heart situation because that's the only way we can see them is if our hearts are open and our minds are following our hearts and working with our hearts instead of our heart, minds just leading everything. 
and our egos leading everything, they get more of an opportunity to learn. So they love having us open up. We get an opportunity to make some serious shifts here on this earth. And we're not alone doing it. You know, we've got helpers everywhere. I mean, I think one of my favorite tenets of the Bible or the New Testament was always, ask and ye shall receive. I love that one. <laughs> but when you get to a certain point, you know, you do find that the helpers are there and you do need to ask and you don't, you know, we were told for many centuries, you know, do it yourself. And then we've had times where we say, no, it's collective. But it actually is both. You do it yourself and it's collective. And you always have to balance that. Oh, okay. So they're, they're all sort of like nodding in agreement. They're saying, yes, 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 that's right, that's right. And you ask me, who? Who am I talking about? Yeah, who? <laughs> who Who's nodding? <laughs> Who's nodding this time? <laughs> okay, it's not the pig collective. It's not the lobster collective. But it's all the guides that have been gathered together and around me. And... Um, this goes back to this, the, the grief-stricken girl. Anyway, so like, that's when they all appeared. I know, I know one of them by name because that was the first one I called up, Anwar. And he's kind of like the leader there. Mm -hmm. But it did, just like the pig collective and the lobster collective, I mean, I see, so like, this whole field and it's filled with, I see them as people, mm -hmm. okay, you know. They're all dressed differently. And sometimes they're just standing there wait, waiting on the alert for something. And then sometimes they're just jabbering together. It's like talking, talking, talking. But when you said talk, you know, individually and cooperatively, they're all saying, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. Right. So, it's both. Yeah. So <laughs> they're very happy you sent up. <laughs> well, that's... um. That's good to know. <laughs> I've made them happy. I've, I've hit a chord. I've hit a chord. Yeah, and also the the, the two Acturians oh. that are still swimming around there, floating around in space, doing mm -hmm. their little figure They're eights. always swimming in these figure eights, you know. I mean, they're not really swimming. They're, mm -hmm. they're flying, right? But they're slow flying. They're, they're also saying, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Right, and so when we become more multidimensional and we can communicate with these people, then they become part of our cooperation. Right. And they individually also get to expand. Yes, I guess so. Right, and so we're, we're expanding the whole process. But the human experience is special. Having bodies is really special, and it's coveted. Not everybody gets to come here. Ooh, boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's true. If we accelerate a lot, you know, we might lose things that are currently important to us, like death. And Death is important to us? It is important to us. It's part of our, it's part of our system here, only living a short period of time. And there were times when people lived long, long you know, centuries or longer and it's harder to evolve because you get used to things and you get develop habits and you're not really you're not really learning like you are when you're young and you're a baby i mean we we do things in this society like how many times have you heard the analogy that little kids are like geniuses and then they go to school and they <laughs> you know i mean i tested in the 12th grade level on almost every subject when i was in the sixth grade and i also did on the 12th grade and 
expand it off <laughs> educationally. I mean, I'm sure I learned stuff, but I didn't, you know, it was all dulled out. Well, the primary function of schools is not education, it's actually to... I know, but that's another thing that could really change, you yeah. know, and and we can see it, we are seeing it changed, you know, huge amounts of people are doing homeschooling now um, for a host of reasons, but the with the homeschooling you can accelerate your kids at any pace you want, any pace the kids are receptive to. You know, sort of course, it requires uh, parents, aware parents, but but the the opportunities are, you know, the the, the restrictions of how you do these things and mm-hmm. in institutions have control over us are But, changing. you know, that also gives more opportunities for people to manipulate things for their own ends. I don't think that it gets more opportunities no, um, I think the so. opportunities to manipulate people are were worse before. <laughs> I think I, it's a dangerous slope, though, because in order to become multidimensional, you have to be free, a certain amount of freedom. Your heart has to be open, and you have to have a certain amount of freedom. And a lot of our institutions are designed to take away our freedoms. Oh, yeah. And that freedom is... It's a tender subject because there's a lot of times we say we're willing to give up freedom because there's so many of us packed in together. So, we, we say that? Really? Well, yeah, we'll say give up the freedom to breathe because, well, everybody needs a car and we don't have technology to do better with cars yet. And so we're all like breathing exhaust every day. And yeah, now we're I, changing that yeah. paradigm where we right. say, you know, for the freedom to walk without dirt, you know, we'll cement everything. <laughs> You know, I mean, honestly, there's lots of times where we willingly give up stuff and then it goes too far. You yeah. know, next thing you know, we are, there's no trees in the city or there, right. we can't, or the asthma is at the, right. over the top, you know, and it, it's not necessarily done maliciously, but it's sure is nice to not have to walk around in mud all the time, too. I don't know. I mean, I travel a lot in places in Latin South America and feel obligated to clean every day because the dust buildup is so bad because they don't have enough paved roads and they always talk about povo you don't have any povo in dc i'm like no we don't how many what povo povo is dust oh (laughs) grass yeah there's nothing right nothing flying around to have safe drinking water we've all agreed the freedom to have a safe drinking water we've all agreed to drink chemicals in our water there's a cost to that, but it's all... I don't think a lot of it's cynical. I think a lot of it's just, you know, sometimes we learn later that there's even a better way to do it, you know. Right, right. Maybe better chemicals or better ways to clean the water or right. better balances between nature and cement or or whatever. But the imbalance with... Um, the The challenges that we really have, I think, in this world right now is the imbalance of wealth and power. And where I... Where you see that manipulating people is in the bizarre, really political scenes, you know, where you see people disenfranchised in their governments and almost willingly walking away from voting or taking part. And it's a, those are more dangerous situations that maybe the Arcturians could help us with or, 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 or how do we use what we know? How do we use what we know to change that? You know, it's not really an, a question that needs an answer. It's just a question that needs to be um, considered. Right. Because we don't have to necessarily go out and protest on the streets anymore to change things. We may just continue to do that, but we might be able to all just... I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
maybe artists everywhere could just paint paintings of the future that shift everybody. Maybe they already are. Maybe. You know? And maybe there just needs to be more of them, more poets, more art, more songs. <laughs> it's all very interesting. I watched a, um, a uh, documentary on Woodstock, and it showed how you know, 20,000 kids came to a concert that was underfunded, meant for like 2,000 kids. I, I don't know if the numbers are right, so don't quote me on the numbers. But it was meant for like, you know, a few thousand people and, and an enormous amount of people came. And it was an incredibly high vibrational, vibrational event. And the government, who could have been horrible about this situation, was cooperative. They flew in food, you know, the local people came and brought food and cooked. Um, they had like amazing amount of people just come from everywhere to help these people survive and thrive and have a really good time. Of course, you know, half of them were stoned out of their mind, you know, because it was a time of real experimentation with drugs and stuff. And, you know, I don't know how something like that would go over now, you know, if 20,000 people showed up to a 10,000 or a 2,000 person event you know with the government right. step in and say let us bring in more food and help you out and water <laughs> no they'd kind of like shut it down they would shut it down they'd come in with SWAT teams so things have gone a little awry lately and we need to like know how how do we you know how do we how do we steer once you get these connections how do we steer the entire cosmic assistance and you know, the people that are interested on the earth into this more heart-led place. And I, there's lots of ways to do it. And imagination is key because we don't need to do anything the way we've done it in the past. Right. You know, we really don't. We could do everything differently. Yeah, don't you think one of the things is kind of like just people finding out about this? Yeah, that's why we're doing the podcast. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, finding out finding ways to connect themselves you know in in talking about it with other people and sometimes you make a connection like you did with r you know he may not be ready for the full dialogue but you're making connections there or you know even my conversation with you you know several years ago in the car you know i was talking to you about all my connections and you're like whispering to me. i'm like there's no one else in the car you don't have to whisper like i i, I can talk to my mother <laughs> And I'm like, you know, but then you, you know, you met and you, you took off, you know, you're like, now you're communicating with cosmic beings of all kinds and it's just awesome. But it's like those little conversations so people aren't afraid. No, but people are still, I mean, people are still afraid to talk about this to each other, right? Because... But less and less. Well, I don't know. I mean, some of the stuff... I have friends from work who I can <coughs> talk about reincarnation with and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they they agree with... I mean, they're, they're, they're not thinking I'm, you know, loony, right? My sister, I can talk about more stuff. You, I can talk about even more stuff. But if I were to go to anybody else, it's like they're going to think I'm completely batty. Well, the thing is, is you're... However, however, however... If you go by what you're, what's on the internet, right? If you're looking at all kinds of things, like speakers, classes, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, there's there's tons of people who are doing this and are believing this. It. You know? Yeah, tons. But, yes. but, but also, and this is, I don't know, this is, 
I, I don't quite know how to put this, but um, a, a lot of, well, some of them seem like, you know, it's just, it's business. They're not really intent upon spreading information to as many people as possible. Well, I think that, that that yes and no. I mean, I think sometimes people need to commodify their information, and they once they commodify it, if they're not careful, they, they stop it. So it still may have some use for some people, but they stop the evolution of that information. Because if you, like, say, for instance, if you understood lobster consciousness and you wanted to make a big thing about that and sell a book about lobster consciousness... Well, I'd be in the lobster business, then. See, you know? <laughs> it's like, I write a book about it and then start selling lobsters right but then you might find that that's your income source and then you don't want to shift your yeah i know but i i also think it would actually do something to the message and and the the shift that lobsters are actually trying to do right it would exactly negate it somehow you know yeah it may it may indeed because sometimes these things like the experiences you and I had with the lobster were very different. In fact, I almost felt guilty eating the second lobster because I felt like I didn't need to. I just needed to eat the one lobster. It was just the way I felt about it. But our experiences of how it manifested in us were very different. And that's also key to the answer to your question is like everybody should have their own experience. So this is another you know, bizarre evolution of this information. It's like you don't want to share. You want to share what you went through, but someone else might go through something completely different. And everybody's experience should be their own. And so I I don't know if once you name something, you often pause it. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. You know, it's like once it's been defined, you pause its momentum. It's, I mean, however, there are a lot of people who are still in a certain level of their consciousness and understanding. And even though you pause that, they may run into it and it may shift them. That's all for this episode of the 1 to 9 Podcast. Thank you for listening and please sign up for our newsletter at 1to9podcast.com.